When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he is my boss at Cracked and the head of the video department. You've probably seen him in a few things on the site. This is his second time on the show, and it's always such a good time to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan O'Brien. Also joining me, just like last week's guest, you might have seen her on TMI Live with me. I was acting and shit. It was great. She's also in Pitch Perfect 1 and Pitch Perfect 2, if you can believe that. She does real movies. Ladies and gentlemen... Shelly Regner. It's going to be a great show. We are recording. The clock's running and everything. We have a guest, first time guest. How exciting is this? Shelly Regner. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. Got my coffee on board. I'm ready to talk. You got an apple. Did you get an apple? I did get an apple. You're not eating it on the air because you're a professional. I unlike am. every guest we've ever had. <laughs> People. I'm kind of a loud chewer, so I figured I'd save everyone the, the pain. Self-aware? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to be. I like it. You were on that TMI Live show with me. We I talked was. about it last week. Maddie, Madeline Sweeten. Maddie, Maddie was on was it. We, and you were also in Pitch Perfect. Holy shit. Yeah, Pitch Perfect 1, Pitch Perfect 2. Both Got a DVD them. coming out September 22nd. Tremendous plug. fan. <laughs> Tremendous fan of the Pitch Perfect movies. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My friend Candace sings in all of them, too. Candace? Yeah. All right, what, which part is she singing? She, I, My part, probably. I hit it, Brett. Don't know. <laughs> God damn it. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. You motherfucker. So I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life, when all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. That's why we call the segment This Week in Me. And Brett ruined it. Ruined everything. You said you were all well rested when you came in. I wasn't. And now you're just. <laughs> did. I you're never all, did. You're all into Dan and Shelly talking and not even paying attention to me. I was. Here's the thing. I was trying to. Fade think, it out of us. <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny, like, subtitle for Pitch Perfect 3. Like, The Force Returns or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, if you, you guys can it. finish you talking. Gotta, I'm not. I'm not that a, much of an asshole. You gotta get you an Akaism in there, like the Aka return. Yeah. Sure. Something. That's why I didn't say anything. Something I was thinking, and I was like, yeah. nothing good was coming out, <laughs> and then I missed my cue. So you were being bad we at your job in two ways. Yes. Aka <laughs> roll. <laughs> this is oh. me for the rest of the day, by the way. It's Aka telepunks. <laughs> yeah. Do re three. Oh my god. All right, thanks, everyone. It's been a great show. Yeah, right. yeah. Have a good day. We're going to get out of here. So my column this week is about other bands who deserve to have their own movies, because I went and saw Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. and right before we were recording, I was telling Dan and Shelley 
there's a scene where NWA hears No Vaseline by Ice Cube for the first time. And it is like a childhood dream of mine to have been in the room when that happened. <laughs> I, I bet they weren't even all in the same room at the same time. They were probably like out doing shit, and that's like a dramatic reenactment. But you know, but when they wrote off. that scene, they had you specifically in mind. Yeah. They were like, what does Adam want to see in this mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. How do we make him cry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is the movie not cheesy at all? I haven't seen it yet, but I, I remember seeing like uh, Nowhere Man, which is the John Lennon story with uh, Aaron Johnson, I think. And it's so cheesy how many things they work into it that, that like, when he meets Paul McCartney, he's like, Hi, my name's Paul. Paul McCartney. <laughs> I've got yeah. an idea for the name of a band. The Beatles. Like, everything is like, wink, did you know? Weird, kind of like revisionist history yeah. for yeah. old people. Well, only the part things. where Dr. Dre doesn't beat up any women. Right. Like, that's the <laughs> thing that that part, the, they changed. The whole, like, timeline of that, that in real life, Dr. Dre beat a woman on her television show. And then some time passed, and he recorded Guilty Conscience with Eminem, where it was a joke that was like, hey, remember when yeah. you hit yeah, that woman? Ah, a joke. And now <laughs> more time passed, and it's the movie where it doesn't even happen. It's gone from real life to joke to like, no, we're going to just sweep that under the rug <laughs> exactly. and pretend. Yeah. He never hit that woman. Anyway, life's Shitty. terrible. Shitty. <laughs> but the movie was great. Oh, yeah, it was such an amazing movie. So I went and saw it with a, uh, a friend of mine. I saw it with Vanessa Gritton. She's on the podcast all the mm-hmm. time. And the uh, credits started rolling, and she was just sitting there. I was like, do you want to go? And they're showing, like, all these... The credits, they show, like, news footage of other things. And uh, she was like, well, in the credits, they're going to get to Eminem and the headphones. I was like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that on the news. I just want a refill on my Diet Coke. (laughs) Exactly. Get me out of here. So what band should we talk about first? We're going to talk about other bands that I want to mm-hmm. see here. No Vaseline by Ice Cube for the first time. That's very narrow criteria for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see the Jay Giles band record <laughs> No Vaseline. That would be pretty great. I love uh, this story about Derek and the Dominoes, which is yes. uh, Take us Eric through Clapton's band, one of his bands, which was supposed to be Eric and the Dynamos, but there was a typo on a flyer, so it came Derek and the Dominoes. Fun fact for anyone who wants to know why that happened. I did not know. Um, I didn't either. Thank yeah, you. So, give you context of history, Eric Clapton is a, a phenomenal guitar player and at one point in time was like one of the coolest people that you could hope to be. It's Eric Clapton. It seems surprising now, but it's true. And <laughs> uh, he was best friends with George Harrison, who is a Beatle. And Hi, I'm George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room. We have him yeah, here. Yeah, we, Welcome, yeah. George. You Hello. sound like Ringo Starr. <laughs> you know what, George? You're probably better at telling this story than I am. Sean, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so they were best friends, and George's wife, Patty, Eric was also in love with her. It just so happened yeah. he was in love with this, this, this woman. And there's something amazingly ridiculous about that. Chuck Klosterman talks about this in his book, Killing Yourself to Live, that Eric Clapton could probably get any woman on the planet at this time because yeah. he's so popular he's so famous he's so talented he's so just right. fucking cool but no matter what you're not as cool as a beetle there's like one <laughs> person on the planet that's gonna be cooler than you and it's a beetle and also he's your best friend and like how tortured that must have made Eric Clapton feel I mean uh, go after Ringo's girlfriend right steal one of those Bond girls that's fine no one's yeah. gonna, no one's gonna <laughs> we can all sleep on Ringo it's fine that's not true. He's going to outlive all of us. All of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote the song Layla, which is one of those like, uh, it's, there are plenty of songs in the pantheon of music that are heartbreak, I wish this woman loved me, but she doesn't songs. This is the like grittiest version of that. Like, the, like It's not a guy like sitting there lamenting. He like 
screaming and and yeah. mad and beating himself <laughs> up over the fact that he fell in love with the wrong woman and I and it and well there's a good and a, there's a bad coda to that story. The good one is that eventually Eric Clapton does end up with Patty when when she's yeah. no longer with George. They end up together and like, oh good for Eric Clapton. I don't know why I needed another win for Eric Clapton. But like <laughs> glad, finally something breaks that guy's that right. Yeah. So I think it would make a really great story of the the, the tale the the their friendship, uh George and Eric Clapton's amazing friendship, these two talented yeah. giants and this love triangle with this this woman and also there's a weird the bad coda is the piano coda at the end of the song which yeah. is my favorite yeah. part of it it's it's uh, just an amazing piece of music it was written by their drummer i think his name was jim gordon but someone can google yeah, it commissioner gordon <laughs> <laughs> uh there's no good segue out of that who murdered his own mother Oh, nice. Yeah. While he was writing it? No, like he wrote that. I, I talked to my brother about this. who's a piano player. Yeah. And the way he, he thinks of it is like the this guy was put on this planet to make this piece of music and that's it. Like he contributed this thing to the world. And then once that was done, his brain snapped. He went crazy. And he murdered his mom, I think, with a hammer. But you I know, that, that would be the sequel movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, that'd be a great sequel. In yeah. 1983, he attacked his 72-year-old mother, Osa Marie Gordon, with a hammer before Ugh. fatally stabbing with her with hammer? a butcher knife after claiming the voice and a butcher told knife. him to kill her. Whoa. Yeah, so there's like two very different movies wrapped up in Obviously, the song you've got the you've got the romantic comedy, Tortured Soul, <laughs> uh, uh, Unrequited Love, followed by right. Mother's Murder. Right. Yeah, they have to be two movies because it can't be like when Harry met Sally and then his buddy Bruno Kirby murdered Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah no, it can't all be can't in that. one. That's, that's yeah. it's too much for the brain to handle. Yeah. My favorite part is that they really, really stayed friends, though. Yeah, that, like they, like George Harrison was just like cool. Let's that's fine. That's, they were, yeah. that's they were. the real love story. Yes, exactly. Right? That is that is love. <laughs> yeah. Those two loved each other. Yeah. Like I love that part. George, but George Harrison was just so like he was. Like, someone broke in his house and stabbed him once. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, Hare Krishna. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to die, I guess. And I think, like, his just wife fought happen. the dude off. Because he was too peaceful. He was just like, oh, yeah, I'm a Buddhist. Stab me. You're right. I'll come I back. deserve it, obviously. I'll come back as a cat. It'll be fine. <laughs> This uh, you like that piano part at the end? That's I, my. I love it so much. I mean, it, it's so it's great. It's it's weird that it doesn't it's, really like fit the song. Yeah, at all. there's a very uh, clear trajectory for this song, the entire song, and then it ends. And they're like, by the way, now we're gonna like break it down and do this. I feel like uh-huh. Eric Clapton yeah, was like, like, well, if the song works, I'm gonna need something to fuck to for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll just tag this on at the end. Perfect, because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there is no other rational explanation. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, besides that. What a great song. I saw him in concert in Fargo, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. God, this... What a night. Um, (laughs) First, I was afraid he would play the acoustic version of Layla and I would have snapped. Yeah. Like, and they, oh, oh yeah, that would, oh, yeah! Don't do that, that because they don't have the piano coda in the acoustic version. Also, the recording of the acoustic it starts with him saying, "See if you can spot this one." Like, like, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it different. See if you can catch it. Like fuck you, Eric. You asshole! <laughs> You're supposed to do that Just with play it all the way your songs. We know it. <laughs> I want to sing along. Damn it! <laughs> when I saw, I went to this concert. We were in. It was like a standing room. It was like I was on the floor because mm-hmm. I wasn't old then. And uh, <laughs> despite the fact that I was at an Eric Clapton concert, <laughs> and uh, me and this friend of mine named Chris, uh, 
we were talking. <laughs> such a great guy. We were talking to this father and daughter who were there. Uh, the daughter was like roughly my age. The dad was uh, her fucking dad's age. <laughs> and um, uh, first, the dad just like in the middle of we're talking about Clapton. He's like a huge fan. Here it comes. Oh man, it's beautiful. Dan, Brett, make out. Okay. Do it. <laughs> so I'm writing a song about it right now. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of this guy fanboying over Clapton, he goes, but you know, he doesn't do cocaine anymore. <laughs> and my friend Chris goes, well, I do. Because the guy was talking about the song. He was talking about the song Cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh. And then I made out with a guy's daughter. Like, we got separated. Mm-hmm. And we were, it was like packed, and he was so angry. Sure. And there was Dads hate that. very little he could do. Uh. And Chris was still standing with him. So Chris just like got all the heat for it, and I just got the fuck out of there after sure. the show. It was so much fun. Yeah. North Dakota. How was every concert? Uh, he was all right. He was great. Yeah. Heard it in the background of my makeup. No, did he do Layla acoustic or? No, he played. Uh, okay. He played the real Layla, and he played cocaine. So that dad was a fucking liar. Yeah, he deserved to have his daughter made out. Maybe with he was <laughs> Eric Clapton concert. He deserved what he got. <laughs> That's what you get, dude. Um, should we talk? Let's talk about another band. Uh, what about Millie Vanilli? That's a nice change of pace, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that make a great fucking movie? There's probably, I mean, I can't even think of a Millie Vanilli song, like the title. I, yeah, of I gotta Millie tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm child to of the play 90s under here. it as we talk you, about it. Girl, you can't even you, can't, you know it's girl, true. You know it's true. You don't, that's not like playing on loop in your brain right now. No, I'm listening to the coda from Layla. Okay. <laughs> you could play, girl. You know it's it's a ter- they're terrible. They're, oh yeah, it, the album was fucking terrible. It was a scourge. But I think you're on the right track with thinking Millie Vanilli. Like the the only like biopics that get made are N.W.A. and the Beatles over and over again. Right. And, like, yeah. Bob Dylan. And we know those stories. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, a person was talented and worked hard and made music happen. Yeah. There are much better stories in all of these bands. It, yeah, it's a very apart. very interesting story. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I mean, this is God, I hate this song yeah. with every fiber of my <laughs> being. This just sounds like just a dated. character in a comedy in 1992 yeah. is it's going so from dated. one location to another. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That's my best friend, Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter walks in. It's like sparkles coming yeah. out of their footprints as they walk along the sidewalk. <laughs> well, I was reading up on this because this uh, is one of the examples in my column. What happened is they signed this deal to record this album. Uh, not knowing they were going to lip sync. and But they were also like not musicians. They should have mm-hmm. fucking known. And the guy gave them uh, like a $25,000 advance and they spent it on like fucking jeans and candy or something. <laughs> so much candy. We're rock stars! <laughs> yeah. oh, and then, Adam, you're so naive and pure. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as they spent it, he was like, okay, you have to lip sync. Like they... They kind of got like trapped in. Like now yeah. they owed him this guy like a cumulative like fifty grand, and he was like, "This is what you have to do to pay me back." And so like this guy singing is just like some rando studio musician from I'm really Germany. Curious about the 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 rando because I know That's, uh, yeah I, was I, I actually the same thing. I actually have Evan's, I want to know that story. I have Evan Simon working on a personal experience pitch about it. Oh, are we gonna track him down? I'm trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did it? you did you read though that they I. I think they are trying to produce 
a film. Oh, are they? Yeah. I... It would be such a great movie. Didn't one of those fellas kill himself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry I was so gleeful. <laughs> All right. I just, you're, you're just right. He yeah. did. And, uh, I mean, I think there might have been like a shitty VH1. They're, they had like a behind the Vanilli. scenes. Mm-hmm. No, they had the behind the music, which right. is amazing. Behind the music. That's but I think there might be like a TV movie. Something. Like a, there's a TLC movie, which yeah. is horrible. Yeah. It's, sure. That was. And they deserve better. TLC was so fucking great. I was great. a huge TLC fan. Who were you? Oh, yeah. You didn't like TLC? I. Is it because Left Eye burned Andre Risen's house down? No. Oh, okay. That has nothing to do with my music. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a fantasy football thing. No, right? I just don't I don't know as much about TLC as it's clear the rest of this room does. <laughs> don't worry, I don't know anything about them. Creep, man. I learned oh. about TLC at uh, my, my babysitter's house. Mm-hmm. Found this CD, Crazy Sexy Cool. I was like... They do look crazy, sexy, cool. I'm like nine years I, old. Sure, <laughs> I learned about it. I learned about it because I'm old. I bought that album the day it came out. I are was they, in high school. I think. Are they, are they uh, no scrubs as well? No scrubs. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that joint. I think I know more about Andre Risen than I do about TLC. <laughs> Played for the Chiefs for a number of years. Yeah. Well, you know, Chiefs, you know oh, the fun. whole Chilean Usher. Uh, oh yeah, they they yeah, were they an were item for a while. She's in Ooh. one of his videos. Yeah. Yeah. Was she the one that <laughs> did she get pregnant? No, he got someone else pregnant. Yeah. While dating he, her. Yeah. Usher. Talk about your, talk about your <laughs> biopics. Oh. <laughs> God damn you, Usher. How old is Usher? Uh with his biopic be like three. I think he's timeless actually. <laughs> Would he be like the Benjamin Button? Be like a musical Benjamin Button biopic. Well the thing about Usher, his first album came out when he was like eleven. He's got an yeah. album that came out when he was literally nice a and child. slow. No, no, there's one before that. Before that, there's a song called "Call Me a Mac" on it, and he was like, "Shit, you're not." He's a child. He it came out when he was a child. So he's probably not young. that old. I bet he's just like early thirties. Yeah, if I find out that he's close to me in age, I'll be very upset. <laughs> yeah, that's the football season starting, and that's always the worst when they're just like six. See, he's wow. thirty-six. Uh, See, he's not that old. You can. He's younger than me. You can go. Ahead but this is this fuck is right off, Usher. This is what I'm talking about. The NFL season is starting, and it's the only sport I watch religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I just hate like I'm 39, and at some point there's going to be some dude who's like 34, and they're going to be like, "It's so courageous. He's still out there. Yeah, he's been, play- <laughs> he's been playing so long. Like talking about they him. Like like he's just that. the oldest motherfucker on earth. They talk about him. He nicks like that, and he's 27. On yeah. the stage. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> Such conditioning. <laughs> Shut up. Thirties, the new twenty. Motherfucker. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. You're right. Yeah. So one of them killed themselves. That was sad. I know a guy in upstate New York. Shout out to upstate New York, most racist place I've ever been in my life. Oof. Yeah, that's glad terrible. I did, glad I didn't woo on that shout out. I'm really <laughs> happy I waited that sentence out. <laughs> he was at a Milli Vanilli concert. He was at one of the concerts where, because near the end of their run, they actually got caught lip syncing a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard the track, like, skip yeah, or something. Yeah, they were on... Now when you lip sync at the Super Bowl, everyone's like, yeah, of course they do. Right. Yeah. They were on <laughs> Club happened? MTV when, they were just one time when time. it skipped. Yeah. And they, like, started dancing to try and right. play it That's off, the, and they just ran. The track just went, girl, you know, it's girl, you know, yeah. it's girl, you know, yeah. it's over and over again. And they started dancing, they started <laughs> clapping, and they were like, cheese it, and they ran away. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I feel like if you find out people are lip syncing now, no one cares anymore. Yeah. No one cares, it, but that, that that was probably the first where it's like, that's not 
real life right does it it bother you uh, you're a singer does it bother you when you see people lip sync yes and no i i understand kind of the dynamic of sound and everything that you you may need a track and Mm -hmm. you know with things coming through the monitors and the speakers but at the same time it's I don't know. Nowadays, talent is so overrated yeah. at this yeah. point. It's, yeah. it's all about a look. It's about a sell. But w- I would be more disappointed, you know, going to see someone like a classic Aretha Franklin. Like, you're yeah. not singing live. Come on, yeah. woman. You know, you, people with actual pipes and actual yeah, if it's legitimate voices. Who has built their career and their reputation on their voice. Right. And they're lip syncing. That's shitty. Yeah. yeah, like if you go see Mariah Carey in concert and she lip syncs, yeah, you should be mad. I exactly, yeah. but you're going to see Mariah Carey. You're oh, going man. to see oh, so she's much. wonderful. Oh, I think I heard something that she's pregnant again. Is she? Good. I, something like make that. more Mariah Carey. So courageous, <laughs> so courageous at her sounds, age. She do that. She's so <laughs> courageous. She's still around. I really feel like a person out of time that Millie Vanilli got caught lip syncing and it destroyed their career 100. percent And I don't understand the mindset of everyone at that time. It was like. Millie Vanilli, those that bastion of credibility, these amazing heroes. I trusted Millie Vanilli. We all yeah. have to turn our back on them because I was like, no, like who, who cared so much at that time? Like why, why? Even I understand that it was pre nine eleven, but it was after JFK got shot. We weren't like the most innocent people right. in the world. <laughs> what really, bo- I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm not like at home mad about it or anything. But not too long after that. That exact thing they're doing just became kind of a trend. Like CNC mm-hmm. Music Factory, the fucking muscle bound dude, like he was actually rapping. But the woman singing was Martha Wash, who's like, she was like a disco singer from the 70s. <laughs> but in the video, it's a model. She, she's and as old really, as someone named yeah. Martha. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. right, back when we used there. to have names like that. And yeah. <laughs> there, are, there were like three groups that were, there, like one of them was called Black Box, I think. There was a song called Strike It Up. It was like around that time, too. It was like one of those fucking club songs that I hate. <laughs> and uh, she sang that, too. But in the video, it's a model singing it. But everyone just like, they were just like, well, it's a woman, so. Yeah. We, you <laughs> know, Classic it singing ma- in the It rain doesn't story, matter you know? as much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really shitty. And I think she might actually be one of the people that sang on the Millie Vanilli album, too. Really? Yeah, there were three background singers like the producer who trapped them into it, I think might actually be the guy who sang, but then he brought in actual musicians to sing under him to make it sound like there were two. And I guess that's so much work. Yeah. In MTV, when I was reading about this, MTV executives were like the minute we met them, we knew they weren't singing. Like, like that you could, they're Because English. their English or something yeah. wasn't even... Like, the, their voices just didn't sound, like, it was terrible. They definitely didn't write these songs. They definitely didn't sing them. But then what did Millie and Vanilli bring to the table when these producers were assembling this... They were just eye candy. Like, Hotness. We, so they couldn't... They were being objectified. It's yeah. impossible for me to believe that there weren't attractive people who could also sing at this period in time <laughs> that must have existed but they were like no we're not even gonna look for yeah that's a good question <laughs> like why was he like these two, <laughs> yeah, the these ones. two. <laughs> this is the package here yeah just find someone who can sing yeah take an extra week there's gotta be <laughs> there's gotta be someone in germany who's pretty and can sing <laughs> jesus christ but that would make a great movie i'd watch it uh, who should we talk about next? Aerosmith, man. You want to talk about Aerosmith? I want to talk about some Aerosmith. I have a really sad theory about Aerosmith. Oh, no. You want to hear it? Sure. Is it going to make us sad? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it right. might. Well, you know, the plane that Leonard Skinner crashed in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Aerosmith almost bought it a couple weeks before it crashed. Like they were looking at it and they didn't buy it because they saw the crew like passing a bottle of Jack Daniels back and forth. Uh. So they like this crew was too fucked up for Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, whoa, whoa. Hold on now. And they didn't warn. Now this is where the theory gets controversial. Sure. Had they bought that plane, Aerosmith would right now be considered the greatest rock band of all time. That is very controversial. Hmm. They had four albums. One of them is kind of all right, but the rest are fucking amazing. Yeah. Had they died then, people would like they would respect them the way people respect the Doors, which is more than they should. I hate yeah. the Doors. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they would just they would just because they'd be like God, if Aerosmith was still around, man, yeah. music would be so great. No, yeah. no they turn into they drug addicts. The course of music. <laughs> and yeah. Leonard Skinner would have done all the songs on the Armageddon soundtrack. That mm. I'd be into that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that Talk about changing into. history. Yeah, Walk This Way wouldn't have happened, though. The Run DMC cover. Uh, I mean, Run Rock. DMC. Run DMC Twain covered shall it. never meet. Yeah, yeah. Would've, that, uh, no limp would have prevented Leah Limpiskit. Right? Where would we be without that? Tell me. It wouldn't have kind of helped I, some things. <laughs> oh, man. I, there are I, some problems it would have fixed. I didn't even know about this plane thing, but for years I've been saying, oh, Aerosmith should have died. I've been saying that just like casually to people that I know. Yeah, not even because of their mu- <laughs> not even because of the music. Just oh, no like, prompt yeah. either. Just yeah, yeah. random people on the yeah. street. Aerosmith should have died. Yeah. What do you think about the economy? Oh, Aerosmith. I don't know, but let me tell you about Aerosmith yeah. and my thoughts. <laughs> Shelly, are you you're an Aerosmith fan? I am an Aerosmith fan. What would you want to see in an Aerosmith movie? Oh man. Drugs. I mean, there'd be so much. Yeah. Drugs. What What wouldn't you want to see in an Aerosmith movie? Him opening up a large closet and being like. This scarf today. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, my my first memory of Aerosmith, so there was this local music video channel where I grew up in Louisiana. It's called The Box. You could call in. Nice. You know, you could call in the videos and pay like a dollar or something (laughs) to watch their music videos. And this video came. I would watch it and just wait for other people to call in videos that I wanted to see (laughs) because I was cheap. And uh, it was the first time I ever heard Pink. Oh. And I was like, who is it? You know, I was a child. There's other other videos and music way before yeah. that time. But that was my first introduction to Aerosmith. And I was like, yeah, pink's my favorite color, too. Let's <laughs> 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 rock and roll. Um, this man, song is I, about favorite colors. <laughs> I think I was, I think, but one scene that would definitely probably have to be in an Aerosmith movie is uh, probably like the mouth warm up of yeah. Steven Tyler. Oh, I want to yeah. see what that's like. Yeah, I want just a, a slow push on Steven Tyler's mouth. Just straight, the straight into movie. the uvula. Yeah, yeah. I want to go all the way. Yeah. Maybe just a, a little, like, picture in picture, like, in the corner, just whatever his mouth is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have a crazy, corrupt manager? Is that true? Um, I think the, no. the beginning of Aerosmith, they, had, they were signed into some really crazy deal. This is, yeah, I'm trying to hark back to my... VH1. They might have been. They had. It took them a long time. Like Dream On came out, and it was out for like two years before it actually became a hit. Mm. Dream On to me sounds like the weirdest song. Like Steven Tyler sounds nothing. That's why Steven Tyler. He he really doesn't doesn't sound like Steven Tyler on that song because that song is. It sounds like it really predates the band basically. Yeah. Yeah. It took them a long time for that song to like catch on. Well, you know what's crazy is nowadays. If you say the the song "Dream On," the kids these days would be like, "Yeah, that song from Glee." Yeah, that Neil Patrick Harris oh. cover. Oh, 
I do. Who prefer, sang that? I do prefer that version. Do you? Honestly. Yeah, the Glee version. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he nails it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I loved Glee for like the first three seasons. Never seen an episode two. of the show. Never? No. I watched one. Didn't oh no, that. I did. I did watch one episode, and it was very confusing. And it was the Rocky Horror one. And John. Oh Stanley yeah, don't yeah. don't start on that one. You can't yeah. start there. <laughs> season the first season one, seasons season one, season two really were good. great. Ryan they Murphy, a like story. he can carry a show for a couple. Yeah. Seasons. But then, but then it just became you know, let's sing the top forties hits. Yeah. In one episode and with a bunch of guests. With yeah. It's what In Living Color turned into. It's what Santana turned into. Yeah. <laughs> It's what Cracked will eventually turn into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a... The interesting thing that I know about Aerosmith is that they only had one number one hit, and it was that Armageddon song, and that was written by Diane Warren. Diane Warren, yeah. Has written, like, every song that has the word love in it for the last 50 years, <laughs> Diane yeah. Warren has has been this quiet, meek hit machine writing all these songs that you know and love. Mm. I think that that would probably be the more interesting part of the movie. Like mm-hmm. that, I think that would make a better movie, the part where they get back together. Because there's so many movies where people are just like drug-addled nightmares, which yeah. is what Aerosmith was for like yeah. 15 solid years. But then they got back together and it's the original lineup. Like mm-hmm. everybody, yeah. like it's so rare. And they were so rare. much more successful when they got back together. And it really bucks the theory that drugs make music better. Right. Because they do. I don't know why Aerosmith is the exception. Well, <laughs> they're not. They're not. Their music's not better. I don't think their music <laughs> is better. I think their music's worse. But it's just because I'm old. I do kind of want to see. Uh, I still come out here every week and every record day. this podcast. Your own I'm going to get cortisone shots in my throat after this. <laughs> I do kind of want to see a movie about a band that is like... Rolling Stones or Aerosmith that they're just being forced to still be a band at this point. Like, nobody wants to do yeah. it anymore, yeah. but for whatever reason, every time we don't see Mick Jagger, there's a gun to his head. It's like, <laughs> get out there and sing Satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to. He just does. He just goes to fucking everywhere and just travel around the world doing that would be good. garbage Rolling Stones music. I don't like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I like the Stones, but I don't like, I, I don't support them still working right. like they should take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> take it easy i was at a, a comic show a couple weeks back and they were making a joke kind of about Mick Jagger and you know all of these older musicians and he was saying you know the audience is there and you think they're there because they're such fans of all the music because i think they're there because they're more intrigued like are these people gonna die tonight on stage <laughs> like you, you got Mick Jagger like floating across the stage and you're like he's gonna break a this hip this, this time <laughs> this is the one i really i saw bob dylan a couple of years ago and it's very clear that he wants to die on stage yeah it's he's yeah. not like he doesn't bring it up or anything but he's not bringing anything new to the musical table yeah. at this point yeah and his backup band is bunch of exciting young musicians <laughs> who are all really talented and he's mostly propped up by his piano slash yeah. walker at this point and just mumbles into the microphone and will occasionally like present himself to the audience <laughs> and then go back to mumbling and i think he knows that it would be a really cool end to the bob dylan story if he died on stage <laughs> yeah doing music people would be like yeah yeah that's how we want it to go but he's, that's how i want my movie to end yeah yeah the- like no, Dewey really. Cox. It's yeah. Like Dewey Cox yeah. But it's just speech. taking <laughs> It's just taking so much longer than than Bob Dylan and I ever thought possible. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a pool with your friends on like what musician would be the first to die on stage, imagine if you put your money on Dimebag Daryl. You would have like the odds <laughs> of you being right? Oh my god, you would have made so much cash. Because who saw that coming? I think yeah. Bruce Springsteen might be another one. 
Bruce Springsteen's never going to die. He, you can go to hell. No, but like <laughs> yeah. he does six-hour shows, so that's more time out of the day where you could die. He's in better shape than you or I will ever be. Oh, he certainly <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. going to run this planet one day. <laughs> go, Bruce. Yeah, I don't see Bruce dying on stage. No. Neil Young, maybe. Neil Young could die, yeah. Neil Young, he's got all... He's, he would do it for, like... I'm the ones that I'd be okay with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would kill himself for, like, yeah. a, a purpose. Neil Young, what's crazy... I would be crazy? fine if Meg White died on stage. Oh. <laughs> oh. She's like, what stage? <laughs> this is life. Neil Young, it's weird. Like, I agree with everything he says... But I still want him to shut up. Sure. Like, he's just like, <laughs> Apple's evil. Fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. He's so, like, ugh. I don't know why. But I love Neil Young. I cried the first time I saw Neil Young in concert. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I was, I week. really like Neil Young. Now, I was at uh, the Vote for Change tour, speaking of Springsteen, mm -hmm. when he thought he was going to uh, get Bush out of office by touring with Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. um, Did that not work? <laughs> no. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Didn't work. I bought tickets at the last minute and I went and I was in line and I was talking to the usher and uh, I, we somehow got to talking about Neil Young and I said, yeah, I'm a really big Neil Young fan. And she goes, oh, we're going to have a surprise for you then. But I was like, it's I was like, what? I was like, what? Is I was like, well, obviously Neil Young's here, but what? He's like, he's here. It's a clip. And of he came Neil out. Young. <laughs> yeah, she answered me like a yeah. promo CD. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got a got a surprise for you. Neil Young died. We were gonna announce it at the end of the he show. He was supposed to be here. He came out and played all along the Watchtower with Bruce Springsteen. Wow. Yeah, it was so fun. And John Fogerty came out. And played center field on a guitar shaped like a Louisville Slugger. What a cool concert. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. It was really amazing. And uh, yeah, when Neil Young came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a little. I wasn't like weeping. I was really hammered too. I don't know obviously. if there's, there's anyone I could see that would make me weep. Maybe Paul McCartney. Speaking of people dying, there's something that I think about all the time, morbidly, which is <laughs> if really hoping Paul outlives Ringo. And I like I have this deep fear in me that Ringo is going to be the, the last and only Beatle. I don't know why mm. I think that. I don't know why it worries me, but it like wakes me up at night. They're like, oh, Paul's going to die, and then Ringo's going to say, I wrote all the songs, and I'm going to be mad because I'm going to know what's wrong. It's a crazy Imagine if that about. happens, and then Ringo, like... Goes on tour and reunites the Beatles. Right, right. he just with tours with the Beatles. Shitheads. I've just been packing them in the closet. All these <laughs> like Yoko Ono moment. plays yeah. bass. Oh, God, Yoko Ono. Does she do anything likable? She was right there. She was right there. And you shoot John Lennon. Oh, oh my God! Come on. You know, I would I would watch a Prince movie. Yeah? Does he have an interesting... I, al I also got a little weepy first time I saw Prince. Yeah. It was in Omaha, Nebraska. I was in the eighth row. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, he played Little Red Corvette solo mm -hmm. acoustic. It was I fucking cried. amazing. Yeah. I would have cried. Oh. What I think would be interesting about Prince... Purple Rain technically kind of counts as a movie about Prince. Like That's, yeah. that's like yeah. an autobiographical mm -hmm. movie of sorts. But it also stops where Prince really starts to get crazy because mm -hmm. like purple rain like he was weird but he was just 80s weird like he just had crazy hair yeah. and he wore like fishnet stockings yeah. and shit but like not long after that for one thing it's rumored he took ecstasy for the first time and that's why uh he was gonna release an album called the black album and jay-z released it later yeah you, yeah you may know yeah. <laughs> um mm -hmm. 
But uh, he was going to release this album called The Black Album, and the rumor is he did ecstasy for the first time and listened to the album and felt it was demonic. And he did pull it. Like, he pulled it. Wow. And released an album. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. You two harmonized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. I want to um, see this movie. <laughs> yeah. Coming out with an album soon. And then he, he put out another album called uh, Love Sexy, which is the one where he's... It's like an all-white cover, and he's just naked. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's on ecstasy on that album cover. But yeah, he just like the Black album. He was like, no, this is evil. Man, I really want to hear that album now. Oh, he finally released it, but he only put out, like I think, 100,000 copies. So it's, I mean, you can download it. It's yeah. On, it's on the internet. It's not that great of an album. <laughs> it's kind of a shitty album. I Like, has Love it, Sexy is the better album. Has it corrupted the youth in any way? Is it actually demonic, do you think? Or is it Prince overreacting as he He's wanted to do? He's so overreacting. It's like, <laughs> it's like all club music and shit. I have no <laughs> There's idea. There's no words on the, on the album. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. I feel like a Prince movie would somehow be kind of in the same category of like, a Rocky Horror Picture Show cult following, right? Yeah. Where you you know you get a group together annually every year and you quote it and yeah. you dress up and. <laughs> I feel like if there, yeah, if there was a Prince movie, no one would really care if you strayed from the truth on that. Yeah, we, we want it to be ridiculous and silly. Yeah, because he's and never going to confirm or deny it anyway. So no. it's his fault yeah. if people lie. Like it's totally his fault. How old is Prince, by the way? He is no, that man. Seventy nine. Yeah, he doesn't age. Seventy nine. I, I had that thought this morning. Yeah. Prince does not age. Like he's, a, just, he still a has a baby face. Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. He's so great. Sexy vampire. But he did all that weird shit in the nineties too, where he like changed his name to a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a video where he wrote "slave" on the side of his face, which. That's a stretch. (laughs) You can't get out of your record deal? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's equate those two things. So, yeah, he just did so much weird shit. I feel like it would be... I'd like to know... There's a book. There's an unauthorized biography of Prince called fucking the autobiography of prince i don't know i don't know what it's called there's no way there's there's no there's no no way way there's yeah 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 yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) how great would that be it has no title it just has a it has a picture there is a, a biography of prince it's got a purple cover what the fuck is it called Find it, Brett. Yes, I think it's possessed. The right. Yes, it's about the black album. Such an amazing fucking book. There are so many crazy stories. There is a crazy. Does it look like he's holding a cat? He probably (laughs) is. Probably is. There's a story. It's one of my favorite stories. I think I covered it on Cracked once. It was an engineer that he worked with was telling the story. He recorded this song, and he got done. And she was like, "It was probably." the best print song I've ever heard. Like it's still my favorite print song I've ever heard. And as soon as he got done, he was like, delete it. Fucking print. Just just made her delete it. (laughs) So Prince. I love it. And there's also a song on the sign of the times album, which is Mm -hmm. fucking amazing where he's singing. And then his vocals, like he'll sing a line and then like the background vocals will say the same line, but it's like off sync. Like Mm -hmm. it'll like happen like two seconds later. And that same engineer fucked up. Like, that was a mistake. And she was like, he's going to fucking kill me. And he came out and was like, I like that. That's Man. good. Just leave it. <laughs> he's so fucking great. He is so great. I, I would watch 10 Prince movies. I want to meet him because he always seems like he's 
constantly on and like he just yeah he's one of the people yeah, who absolutely is. was in on the bit of prince before we even knew there was a bit like he like <laughs> christopher walken now understands the christopher walken thing and plays that part and plays it up prince like right from jump street was like i'm this weird prince character yeah. that i invented and i want to meet him one day for him to just like drop the veil and be like I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> Everything I do is so cool. It just keeps working. That was the real meaning of slave. On the <laughs> I'm trapped in my own body in my head. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I want to do other stuff, but I can't because I'm really committed to this prince thing. And you're you're very right. I think. Have you ever either of you seen either of you? You don't matter, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are you in this room? <laughs> Have either or any of you seen the interview he did on American Bandstand with Dick Clark? No. No. Uh, you knew two words into the sentence that we hadn't. No. Well, no, because it's a really famous. Uh, yeah. Wait for interview. me to answer. No. <laughs> Have you, you should pull it up. It's amazing because what's fun about it is this is maybe his second or third time on national television. It's fucking Dick Clark, American Bandstand, and he refuses to talk. Phenomenal. He won't say a word. He only, like, nods. And, like, at one point, you'll see. Yeah, we don't... This is Morris Day. Morris, would you... um let me ask you a question before we get to introduce what? everybody else. The war. Oh, never mind. Sorry. That's Morris Day. Morris Day. That was the first thing that clicked it's, it's on. It's pretty close. Pretty I'm close up for hearing what second. Morris Day has to say, though. <laughs> who doesn't love it? was the, the first. Who doesn't love the time? It was on American Bandstand. Ice Cream Castles. That's a yeah. great album. That's an amazing album. Go out and listen to it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out and listen to that album. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. to hire my own Jerome. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be so phenomenal. Not enough people have Jeromes in music today. I've always maintained that that is true. Yeah, having a Jerome. Yeah. And Jerome did stuff. Like, he played keyboards, I think. He he, he brought out the food sometimes. Yeah, he just (laughs) had to run over with a mirror sometimes, too. such a crazy time in music. For any uh, listeners who don't know what Adam and I are talking about, (laughs) Moore's Day in the Time was was a... a, Spinoff. A Prince spinoff, basically. Funky outfit. And they would perform live. (laughs) And Jerome was like the sidekick. And Morris Day, every once in a while, would like, Jerome, do the thing! And Jerome, they would, like, bring this, a whole table out with a tablecloth, and then they'd bring some food with, like, one of those silver <laughs> things on top. And Morris Day is, like, singing and dancing this whole time. And then he sits and lifts up the thing on the food, and he's like, never mind, I don't want food! And then he dances some more. Just these really elaborate sketches yeah. in the middle of his songs. He would have him bring a mirror all the yeah. time, just hold a mirror up so he could, like, check. Great. Different time. And Jerome was happy to yeah. do it. I would love it if... Jerome was the slave. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I would yeah. love it if, in the middle of a fucking My Chemical Romance show, they'd be like, <laughs> Jeremy, bring me a salad. <laughs> just comes out with a salad. Yeah, I'd like, at a My Chemical Romance show, I'd like them to do anything but play music. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else you got. Just they have an it. album that's good. Shut up. They do not. <laughs> How many albums do they have? They have the first one. They have Black Parade. And then I don't know. And oh, then and it doesn't matter after that? <laughs> no, I don't know why I tried to answer the question. Gerard Way released a uh, solo album last year. Oh, God. It was okay. It was Come okay. on. How did that one, did that one do? <laughs> it was okay. What did you think of it, Brent? I wasn't crazy about it. We should talk about Fleetwood Mac. Right? Yeah. Because we're yeah, getting sorry, I can't get this Prince video. So. Yeah. We should talk about Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, shouldn't we? For an entire separate podcast. I think everyone... Is everyone... Are you... Yeah, we were talking about this. Are you a Fleetwood Mac fan, Dan? I like them, yeah. I don't know too much about them, but I... They have... They have a story. No objections. They have multiple stories. They're the movie Closer, but with five people. Brett, (laughs) yeah. And a band. Wow. Brett, will you pull up... um, Yeah, what a I took a date to that movie. Google the... uh, idea. 
How did that turn out for you? Anyway, we broke up. <laughs> Tusk there was not a album <laughs> art. There's a picture on the back of the album Tusk, which is my favorite Fleetwood Mac album. It's so goddamn great. It's the one that's got uh, Tusk on it. That one. That picture is... This is great for a that's podcast. That's everything. Well, I'll, I'll link to it. <laughs> but just look how fucking tense they are. Yeah. Like, it looks... And that's the back of that an album smile cover. right there is yeah. like I'm gonna yeah Lindsay Buckingham looks dick. like you want to fucking punch yeah. me don't you yeah. <laughs> and everyone else looks like yeah yeah I do yeah Stevie Nicks looks like she's trying to break something up yeah like this is that band's entire story we would rather be anywhere but together <laughs> like on the rumors well, except for inside of each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also I want to screw you right now <laughs> yeah because yeah. they were all so coked up too but yeah, the Rumors album, at the time, Christine McVie and John, John McVie, McVie were together. Were to get, but had they divorced? I don't know. I think they had divorced by then. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham were an item, and they had broken mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And the entire Rumors album is just all of them writing really nasty songs about each other, and then having to get together in the studio and like fucking... Yeah. Do your yeah. best. Yeah. I love, I always love. Sing it like you mean it. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing stories like this with a band that was so like toxic and everyone was either fucking or fighting at any yeah. given point and there's so much drugs, but they're still doing like Fleetwood Mac songs. It's not like they made music that feels or sounds angry. They didn't do like Metallica. They didn't do anything aggressive. Yeah. It's still yeah. like really pleasant Fleetwood Mac yeah. songs. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the Tusk album, Lindsey Buckingham, like that album was considered kind of a flop, but mm-hmm. it's like people in retrospect really like it. But it came out after Rumors, which sold like a hundred billion copies and Tusk sold like a million and everyone, it was like when Hammer sold 10 million albums and then sold 4 million the next time. And mm. it was like, uh-oh, I'm poor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like you're not going to sell 10 million albums every time. Yeah. It's such a great fucking album. There's a story, though. After they record Tusk, uh, they did one more album. I think it was Tango in the Night. They might have two albums in between that. But Tango in the Night, they're getting ready to go on tour. And Lindsey Buckingham quit. They had to hire two guitar players to replace him. Yeah, he's that good of a guitar yeah. player. Yeah. That is one of my favorites. So that's in the behind the music. He's like they had to hire two guitar yeah. players yeah. to replace me. Do it's you know so how amazing. awesome I am? Yeah. This is how. Because awesome. he, we were talking. Me and uh, Shelly and Brett were talking about it before the show. He like he doesn't even use a pick. He just yeah. He like manicures his nails for shreddery. <laughs> and how many years of that? I just how how are his fingers not. Just falling off. I don't know. I know. Because they're made of steel. That's yeah. how. I snuck into a Fleetwood Mac concert once. I've seen them in concert. You've like, been to so many concerts. Well, Who'd I used, you make out with there? Yeah, right? Whose daughter? Yeah. Whose daughter? daughter did you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in South Dakota, and the only fun thing to do there is leave. <laughs> and I would go to either Omaha or Minneapolis and just mm-hmm. go to concerts all the time. So I've seen Fleetwood Mac like four times. And this one time, I was just the designated driver. My girlfriend was going with a friend. And it was in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, they call it Sewer City because there's a waste treatment plant there and it smells like a sewer. Oh, yeah, neat. Yeah. And I drop her off at the show and there's uh, like a fucking rib place across the parking lot. Me and my friend go sit at the bar because it'll wear off. Like it's going to be a long concert. <laughs> like I can have one or two. And I was like, I asked the bartender, I was like, what is there? What is there to do on Tuesday in Sioux City? I probably said it real shitty like that, too. And she was like, if you're not going to that concert, there's nothing to do. And I was like, I'm going to sneak into that concert. And there was a door propped open. We walked all the way around. I, at one point, got foiled 
by an usher who I think I sure had Down syndrome. It was rough. It was rough. But then he snuck in too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was his ploy. He that was, was yeah, he didn't even work <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, but uh, just as we were like giving up, there was a door propped open, and I went in and I went up. And I opened the door, and there's a security guard there. So I just shut that door and went up <laughs> another level and got out and got in line in the concession stand. And two cops got in line behind me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get arrested for enjoying the concert, sneaking gentlemen. Sneaking into a Fleetwood Mac concert. <laughs> but then once I didn't get arrested, I was so cocky about it. I, like, I went up to an usher and was like, hey, there's empty seats down there. Can I just move? I didn't even have a ticket. So cocky. Yeah, yeah. She went up on the stage and, and they started walked playing. you straight to the yeah. Th- yeah. But she was like seventy. If she would like, if she would have caught on, I would. Adam just was like, one of the guitar players. Place. I would have <laughs> yeah. just like quickly walked to another part of the arena and sat there. I think I could have got away. So all that I think would be in a Fleetwood Mac movie. Yeah, obviously you start with that. You <laughs> yeah. open with the story of this scrappy young upstart who yeah stole his in way Sioux into a City. concert. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. <laughs> Brett, should we do comments? You look like you're getting anxious. <laughs> You know, yeah. If I don't eat every six minutes, it's a big world out there. This this is a nice lilting piano. You know what the song's mm. called? Nirvana Vivo. Oh, it's like named fuck. after Nirvana's YouTube channel or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter. <laughs> I want you to know that's not true. That's why we call this segment "Your Voice Matters," where we read your stupid fucking comments. <laughs> from the past few shows because it matters and respond to them personally this was actually originally going to be the end of Layla but they (laughs) they did the other thing they did the other part oh that's right the song is called the original end of Layla yeah yeah yeah. I I have a a small garbage band with a couple other cracked employees and we always want to name our songs things like the original ending of Lila, like we want to call ourselves the better Beatles, like everything, <laughs> the everything about the band is going to be some comment on other music. But. We did that least anticipated podcast last week. I feel like no one listened to it. Like, <laughs> nah. I wonder what happened. <laughs> I feel like uh, we might have done those too close together. I don't know, whatever. Uh, do we have any voicemails? We do. You can call the voicemail line at 505-3-UNPOPS. That's 505-386-7677, if you can believe it. I can. <laughs> I set I up do. that Google voicemail number myself. <laughs> this one is apt for today because we've said this word many different ways. Hey, what's up, guys? Jared in San Francisco. Quick question for you. Is it biopic or biopic? Mm. Because I feel like I'm crazy now. I've heard a bazillion people call it a biopic, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've always pronounced it biopic. So what is it? Biopic or biopic? All right, guys. Bye. Dan? I always say biopic. Biopic. You said biopic earlier today. Oh. Bring up the tape, Brett. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to pull back the tape. I've always I said s- biopic. Me too. Me too. Did I say biopic today? But you it's did. a biography. That was silly of me. I know exactly. That's what I think. It's, so it's a I biography understand. picture, but also bio, bio, you know, like a biography yeah. is... Bio is short for biography, so biopic. That's what I think. I agree with you. Thank but other you. people would say the same thing. They would say, yeah, it's a biography, biopic, you know? No, those people are But stupid. the short version, if it's the short version Yeah, you got to go with both. biopic for the abreve. Yeah. And biography <laughs> picture if you're going full force. It's the abreve. <laughs> <laughs> the abreve or the abreve, which yeah. one? Call now. How did that guy know to ask that question? Yeah, that was good. I say, yeah, I say biopic. 
Yeah. Me too. I, I, to be completely honest, I just av- try to avoid saying the word. Yeah. I'll just say like that movie about <laughs> NWA. <laughs> the one. That documentary about NWA. Yeah. yeah. The documentary where they like act all the stuff out though. <laughs> and we have one more voicemail uh, in our celebrity series. Mm. Uh-oh. Hey guys, listen to some of your old podcasts and uh, I heard somebody talking shit. This is Mark Wahlberg. I heard somebody say I was even from Boston. <laughs> So uh, I'm on my way over to your shitty little studio. I'm going to burn to the fucking ground. What do you say about that? Throw some acid in your eyes. It might not be Vietnamese, but I can pretend. Oof. Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That, yeah, that was Mark Wahlberg. Th- Mark Wahlberg thinks we record this in a studio. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Joke's on you, Mark. Yeah, we're in a closet. <laughs> this is a closet. Try just, and find us now. <laughs> you just burned down someone else's thing. <laughs> you just killed. Yeah, it's like the Death Star. You just killed so many people yeah. trying to get us. That's all right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks um, for the call, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. We could do a Marky Mark and the yeah. Funky Yeah. Bush. What, what's that biopic? Yeah. Biopic going to be like? A, yeah. Uh, that would be a great. Hector the Booty Inspector and <laughs> Ace. Who would they get to play him? <laughs> he would do it himself. He would, yeah. He, a, he looks younger now yeah, than yeah. he did I mean, in the 90s. I bet He's Donnie Wahlberg that same pair of underwear <laughs> from that underwear ad. Mm-hmm. Does he have a son who's acting age? Wasn't I? Didn't Ice Cube's son play Ice Cube Did. in the movie? Is, yeah. yeah, one of the guys. Yeah, Scotty. I'm trying to name all the members of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> that, the, oh, there were there actual people. Hector the Booty Inspector. Are you Scotty. Ki- are you serious? There's yeah. someone named Hector the Booty Inspector. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to. What do did he do? Googling. Oh man, he was funky, etc. They were like don't rapping. Look at, don't look at the screen. I, I have to. I have to. They were like rapping over an Scotty G. G. Ashy Ace. God damn it. And DJ T. DJ T. <laughs> DJ hyphen T. Uh, yeah. That yeah. is a funky bunch. Yeah. That was a funky bunch. God, I hated that song yeah. so much. You guys have no reason to believe me about this, but there was a day a year ago, completely unprompted, that I stared at this Wikipedia page for a long time, trying to commit all of the members of the Funky Bunch to memory <laughs> in case it ever came up. And I, like, quizzed myself routinely about it because I'm... I'm we just met. I'm a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to have this information, and the fact that I didn't know them all yeah, off the top of my head is failed. Is, is I, tremendously disappointed. I had a similar experience. I was looking at the O Town Wikipedia page. Mm, sure, when we were emailing you. Oh, nothing, nothing at all. At all. Yeah. When because I, like I didn't know whether to to respond to the email thread in preparation for this podcast, like as a bit, like or listen to some O Town. <laughs> yeah, listen to it. You know, I got it in my head. I feel like Just O Town already has they do. a biopic, except it's in the form of television reality show. television. Yeah. yeah. Did everyone watch that show? I did. Definitely. I certainly did. did. I Ashley the, Angel, man. Yeah, yes. I watched the shit out. No. I watched I watched the uh Kaika. I watched was dropped. The girl <laughs> wanted to be a doctor in Hawaii. version too. <laughs> Which one? I watched the girl group version too. Danity Kane. No, 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 no. That was making, dolls? That was making the making band. Making the band. It wasn't the Pussycat Dolls. It was a group called Eden's Crush. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I know all this. Oh, no. uh, but Nicole Scherzinger was yeah. in the group. So that's where your confusion is coming from. Because that's basically dolls? the Pussycat Dolls yeah. if she's in the group. Did you guys Pretty watch uh, Together when that came on MTV? Together, Together yes. yes. I, what was the was hit song? Something calculus. for uh, Calculus. Oh, yeah. You plus me equals us. us. You plus me equals us. That's the one I'm thinking of. That is not calculus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is just not. It's really simple math. (laughs) Really, really basic. What if it was? What if you like spent your whole like 
school years fearing calculus and then you get there and they're just like surprise plus me equals us like ah simple shit and when you walk into class they just play that song surprise (laughs) it's relationship advice (laughs) (laughs) i would have loved that class (laughs) that's a class we could all use Mm. (laughs) i should read some comments shouldn't i does brett raider think we're all perverts that's what marcos mendoza wants to know jack in an ad read on the podcast, on the Cracked podcast, said that I think everyone is a pervert who listens to the Cracked podcast. Oh, he said that about you? Yes. Well, Jack is Jack runs right. a show, so yeah, yeah. So Jack Sorry. says you're all perverts. You're all perverts. Yeah. No, I, no, he said that I think everyone's a pervert. Well, then that then you do. All Sorry, right, man. He signs the paychecks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, this is the one I wanted to read. Are we still talking about ketchup on chicken? Why? Because I'm bringing it up again. Shelly, do you eat ketchup on chicken? Absolutely. This person's of this not. person's screen name is on is SoundCloud not? is I put ketchup on my chicken. Did, Did I you fail th- the test? No, do you? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm from, the, I'm from the south. I eat ketchup on just about everything. Hashtag Team I also Brett. say I also say ketchup, not ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup. I do, do not put ketchup on chicken. Yeah, it's horrifying, no, right? Of course not. That's a horrifying thought. Yeah. Like it scares me. I'm a dipper though. I like I like to dip things. So if there's so do I. But if there's ever chicken around for dipping, there's usually something you can dip it in that's not ketchup. I've had a a a a worker, an employee at an airport Burger King, be like, "Sir, how much ketchup do you need?" Because I kept asking for more. (laughs) How much do you need? More than one. Well, what than it, two. You you eat your chicken plain, or you just dip it in something else? No. I'm, well, if I'm Talk if I'm. This. <laughs> well, this is the first conversation I'm having on yeah. this, so everyone can <laughs> suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Brett. Um, I don't know barbecue sauce. I'll I'll use sweet and sour, but only at McDonald's. All right. Toss that shit in buffalo. Drop it in some ranch and some blue cheese. That's me all day. Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Fancy with buffalo. the chicken. Oh yeah, buffalo's good. Good call. Thanks, man. (laughs) Oh, hey, here's an interesting comment. Someone keeps pretending to be my ex-girlfriend and leaving comments. Diana Cook. That is not Diana Cook, you motherfuckers. Quit doing that. Uh, It says August seems to be a shitty month for you. Mm. Well, yeah, it is. But quit pretending to be my ex and leaving comments. It's almost over. So September's coming. Yeah. I saw that and I... Thought that was her, and I didn't want to bring it up because I was like, "Oh, it sounds like there's some." Scroll down, some real No, there was another. There was another comment a few weeks ago. Someone did the same mm-hmm. thing, and I asked her about it, and she was like, mm, "I wouldn't." I, she was like, "I don't listen to your podcast." <laughs> so, like, well, I don't either, but I didn't know if you commented on it. In a column I wrote years ago, back when, back in the halcyon days of yore, when I used to write columns for this website, I mentioned a recipe that my mom makes, and she refuses to give me a certain ingredient and in how she makes this pasta. And someone in the comments posed as my Hot mom water. and tried to like, <laughs> it's it's time, Daniel, honey, don't worry about it. And there was nothing like insulting or weird about it. It's just like, you're just trying to f- fool me. You're just trying to pose as my it's mom. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's really, really strange. Yeah. I got a I gotta tail end on the mom comment. Uh, it is my... <laughs> It is my mom's birthday, so I'm giving her a shout out. Happy birthday, birthday, Jan. Jan. Can we get a reggaeton horn for her? Of course. (laughs) This is for you, Mom. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jan. That should be the uh, the horn sound on your new car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you hit it, it does it has to do the two little Yeah. You You have you have to know how to play a reggaeton horn. (laughs) I live in Australia and I've been to a Dodgers game. That's a comment. Oh, because I, I said I'm going to my first Dodgers game this oh. weekend. Oh, cool. um, no, I'm going. It's, Next, going. Yeah. I've never, I've never which, been to a Dodgers game? game. So look, Australia's Dodgers Cubs. <laughs> no, oh, but which day? 
Saturday. Okay. Oral Hershiser Cy Young this, Pin Day. I'm thinking about going to a game this weekend as well, and I know which one to not go to now. Oh. Oh, that. <laughs> I know to not Dung. go to Sundays. That's I want to see you there. Are you a Dodgers fan? No, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh. So I'm really excited. My dad was a Dodgers fan, but he died young. That's probably why. Sure. So the Dodgers. I just went to an Orioles game not too long ago because I was in Baltimore. Beautiful oh, yeah. state. Yeah, I've heard yeah. really great things about that state. I keep. I want to go to Baltimore. I know people. Out, I don't know why. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to go to Baltimore. <laughs> I just know people there. Yeah, it's really nice. Burgers, cookies. Shout out to Burgers, cookies in Baltimore. Good cookies. Send us cookies. Please. Yeah. No, they're really good cookies. All right. We should get the fuck out of here, shouldn't we? <laughs> Do we uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have any more comments to read. Fuck them. Thank you. That's a comment. You're <laughs> welcome. And we're out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was me. I said thank you. Yep. Oh, because uh, they were commenting on the, the TMI Just watch show. TMI. That's right. Yeah, see? I was on that. The fella who said last week in last week's comments that all we do is make Indian genocide or Native American genocide jokes, he said, fuck Brett. So, thank you. <laughs> we <laughs> mostly make Indian genocide jokes. We it's not never, all we do. We, we never do. It's like <laughs> so rarely. It's like we spent the majority of this podcast not making genocide jokes. Yeah, in his comment, the, the comment. Even this, we're talking about it, but we're not making like, any jokes about it. <laughs> the original comment, he said, most of the, the Indian jokes you make just uh, boil down to shouting out genocide. <laughs> I've never just been like, genocide! <laughs> 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 Um, except that time now i mean now we're gonna start doing it it's his fault god damn it okay dan do you have anything to plug no my children's book is coming out in a year so don't even worry about it no okay i'm losing baby already i can't wait yeah baby presidents it's about about baby presidents (laughs) Um, i'm doing stand-up with adam brown who alex schmidt jeff may danny fernandez and others no nope that's it september 18th in san diego yeah be a good time at a place i'm so fucking terrible at plugging things comedy palace in san diego it's september 18th tickets are ten dollars mm-hmm. if you go to their website you it's, can find tickets yeah it's after 9 11 yeah yeah it's gonna be a post 9 11 thing yeah i do this show called the darkest hour it's at west side comedy theater and it's comics like doing their really darkest darkest like it's a dark show oh boy and our next show's on 9 11 oof oh it's our super bowl <laughs> 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 so yeah september 18th come see me and dan yeah. and other people tell jokes shelly do you have anything to plug uh yeah i got a, another tmi live show coming up this sunday at the stream.tv catch it live we have our our host i believe his name is cameron dean he's uh he's got some viral dance videos oh yeah on the uh he's that guy that that dances on the treadmill to Uptown Funk, if you haven't seen it. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, that's that guy. So uh, hopefully I, I will be... <laughs> there, we're going to bring in a treadmill, hopefully, for one of the sketches. And Those are heavy. You gotta. Those yeah. are heavy. That's going to be a haul. And there's yeah. those, well, no, there's that flash dance elevator in the back that you can yeah. use, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I wasn't even going to figure out how to operate I haven't taken that. that one. I just I trekked four flights of stairs, and I'm still out of breath from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of steps. That's fine. It was fun. Okay, Brett, you don't have anything to plug with. You don't have anything. Okay, good. All right, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Dan, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Shelly, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.